I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Well, brace for impact, ladies and gentlemen. Don't drive off the road. <laughs> Trevor Long in control because this week, as foreshadowed last week, we're flipping things right on their head. Switcheroo. The intro's completely wrong. <laughs> Because Stephen Fennick may not have seen every movie multiple times. In fact, this week, we're going to talk about The Great Escape, Stephen. Um, I'm uncomfortable. Are you uncomfortable? I'm, I'm quite comfortable. I'm fine. Because you didn't have to do anything other than watch a movie. <laughs> now you know yeah. how I feel every other Wait, week. how good is that? For 60 or 70 weeks, <laughs> I've been just sitting back and watching movies. And now Boom. I've had to actually read about it. And Welcome to my world, mate. Do the research. Although, you know what? It's If you love the movie enough, you know a lot about it. That, yeah. That's my, my advantage when I do it. I, I know all the stuff about it. I'm just a nerd. Well, like I think I'm a bit yeah. different because I just yeah. I actually don't know why I love this movie. And we'll get to that okay. because it's just something that's ingrained in me. Anyway, we are doing The Great Escape. Um, and this is a fascinating one for me because it's actually based around a true story, which is um, indicated in the movie in, on March 24th. 1944, yeah. one of what is described as one of the most audacious projects ever carried out during World War II occurred, yep. was the mass escape of Allied soldiers from the German prisoner of war camp, Starlog III. Now, it's like mind-blowing to me to think that there was such a thing, yeah. and then that escape is now immortalised in the movie The Great Escape, starring Steve McQueen and an all-star cast, which I'll cover off and get Stephen's guidance on the big names that exist Absolutely. in this movie because there are some. This was a movie that did $11.7 million at the box office, Stephen, and a budget of $4 million. Well, that's a success. So they're doing okay, better than Avatar's going to do this year. We'll talk about that <laughs> another day. Um, it did better than The Birds, which was in the same year. But yeah, it was Alfred the, Hitchcock, yeah. It wow. was the 16th biggest movie so of what was that, 1963. Yeah, right, okay. Um, in the years since its release, though, like many of the movies we talk about, it's kind of audience-broadened. Um, cementing its status as a cinema classic. Yeah. Uh, it entered into the third Moscow International Film Festival where McQueen won the Silver Prize for Best Actor and it did win an Oscar for Best Film Editing. Oh. So, the big question, Stephen, given yeah. that I have talked about this movie yes. so many times and you have not watched it, is what, are, what were your impressions well, before you 
loaded up the fetched and fired up the high sense TV. I well, obviously knew about the movie. I'd heard about it. Knew of the, I think the thing I knew most was the cast. There was such a star-studded lineup yeah. of actors, so just great in the cast. And it's one of those movies where I'd, I'd seen bits of it, but never ever. I'd never sat start to finish and just watched yeah. it all, uh, all together. It's quite a long movie. It's like nearly three hours. Two forty-seven, two forty-nine, yeah. something like so that. that. It's a long movie, but. And, and I'd seen all the classic things like Steve McQueen on the motorbike and all yeah. these things and knew of the concept of the movie, but didn't actually, I didn't know it was based on a true story. That's oh, okay. one. Right. Uh, but didn't, didn't really uh, go from start to finish with the whole experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, before we unpack different parts of the movie and look at the, the cast and the reviews and different things, it is your last exit before the freeway. So this is your chance to tune out. Come back to us after you've watched the movie if you want to run through it with us. If you've watched it before, of course, go and watch it again. Refresh your mind, refresh your memory, because hopefully we'll, uh, we'll bring something to you in this show that you might not have known before. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Fetch. Fetch is the home of thousands of movies, including the movie box every month. I saw another ad for it the other day where it's like $1.99 a month. It's included in almost every uh, subscription plan on Fetch, which means you get 30 movies a month that you don't have to pay for or rent because it's part of your subscription. And, it, and there's, good movies too. Good there's movies some good there. movies there. Yeah. They're hand curated by the team at Fetch. So you've got movies to watch no matter what you're doing. But of course, there's thousands of others that you can rent or buy. Plus, the streaming services have got you covered. So if the movie is available on Stan or Netflix, then you simply fire up Stan on Netflix on your Fetch box and you've got the movie to watch. So it's a home entertainment box that brings you everything you need right into your lounge room. You can check it out at fetchtv.com.au or ask your internet provider or local retailer. So Stephen... Um, the the reviews for this were I found this fascinating and you told me where to go to look for these kind of things and it was it was brilliant to me because I would never have obviously remembered a review from before I was born nor would I've read a review <laughs> even, even before since I was born I that's thought, it yeah I wasn't going to bring before, it up <laughs> before we were both born I love this from the New York Times but for much longer than is artful or essential the Great Escape <laughs> grinds out its tormenting story with a peak beneath the surface of any man. Um, with a real sense of human involvement. Very cool. Um, the, there was a British critic that said, pretty good but overlong, POW adventure. Yep. Um, time magazine, this is, this is wild to think so about. So these are at the time, 1963. These are 1963 reviews. Yeah. Time magazine said, the use of colour photography is unnecessary and jarring. <laughs> Isn't really? that wild? Wow. But little else is wrong with this film. Like, could you imagine the idea of it being in colour being an issue for a reviewer? Wow. I suppose art, black and white sort of were meant to like Prolific art, at the time, art, right? movies, yeah, they were a lot of them, but more arty, artier films in black and white. I just think that it's yeah, a bat, Like, that's, that's the only right. negative that person, yeah, well, that, that it, comment had. It wasn't in colour. No, nah, exactly. All right, <laughs> yeah. so you sat through the two and yes. uh, nearly three hours. Two what hours what were your initial thoughts? We'll get to your full review at the end, but what, yeah. where, 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 did it, where did it sit with you? How did no, you find it? I enjoyed it. It was a real, it was a real learning process. Like it, it taught me things about the war. It taught me mm. that these places existed. Yeah. But I, I was just fascinated with the, the ingenuity of the, of the, the team there. Yeah. And this, this, the cast is so impressive. You've got Steve McQueen, Attenborough, uh, Charles Bronson, Garner, all these, they're just heavy hitters in every in every role. Yeah, such an ensemble cast, and uh, I enjoyed the sort of the atmosphere of the movie where it wasn't like a prison movie. Yeah, it was more like they were in like a white collar prison. Sort of, it was yeah. more there was a relationship between the Germans and the prisoners. Yes, and that's true. Yeah, so it wasn't like you know lights out and it was like you know hard labor. It was also as much a story yeah. about the prisoners 
than the prison. That's right. You know what I mean? Exactly right. Now, the prison itself was called almost like a character in the movie, the whole the Starlog what, 3, whatever it was called. Mm. But um, I, I thought that was, that was excellent how every and, and every one of them had their role. That's what I liked yes. as well. Like James Garner was had to do this and Attenborough was in charge of this. Yeah. Steve McQueen was good at this and I loved his, his – Always trying different things and yeah, get, yeah. getting thrown in the in the in the stockade or in the solitary. Yeah, uh, but no, I, overall, mate, I enjoyed it. It, it was. Uh, I'm I'm sorry I hadn't seen it sooner. So, how are you tweeting this one to to get people's attention? Yeah, I'd, I'd say the Great Escape. If you want to experience a classic film with a, a lineup of actors that is hard to match even today, then. Tune the fetch box to the Great Escape. That's a good point. The, the lineup yeah. is what what That's makes it brilliant. Yeah. And you've, you've mentioned most of them, but Steve McQueen um, it was Captain Hiltz, the Cooler King, as they call him. It was only yeah. one of only three Americans in the camp because it's it's and the, yes. there's a bit bit to cover about that if I've got the details. But you know, essentially, it was had to be made to work in America. This yeah. film, um, he'd been in the Magnificent Seven before this. Yep. Um, the movies that I know him for are Bullet and Bullet. Le Mans. Yeah, Bullet the, has apparently the best car chase. Ever captured on film, they the, reckon. The Towering Inferno was Great a big movie. one for him yeah. as well. Yep. So James Gardner, Garner, um, Flight Lieutenant Bob Henley, yep. The Scrounger, who to me is just red in um, red. <laughs> in the it Shawshank. It did have a Shawshank kind it's of feel. Isn't that bit, right. It's a bit weird that I love right. Shawshank in this, don't yeah, you think? you love prison movies. I reckon yeah. I could get what out. That, what does that say about you? I reckon I could get out. <laughs> You're a good like, Lock prison escape movies. Um, <laughs> see, and, and I know Garner's got a strong movie history, but I think TV is where he's probably yeah, most yeah, best like known Rock, for the Rockford, Rockford Files. Files. Yeah, I knew that. Um, yeah. Richard Attenborough, you mentioned. Jurassic Park. Bartlett. But yeah. yeah, Jurassic Park, and and he was also in a movie called The Sand Pebbles with yes. Steve McQueen. Oh, there you go. So they've been together before. That's right. So yeah. that, I thought that was interesting. And I, I, the weird thing is, and I, I still don't do this well in movies, but I don't, um, I don't take in a character. I don't, uh-huh. I don't take in names easily, yeah. let alone really understand their character. And so, actually, reading about a movie now has made me look at it differently because you you realise that you know this. This guy is the leader of an organisation within the yeah. within the armed forces and stuff like that. It's a cool character. Uh, James Donald was the Captain Ramsay, who's kind of like the intermediary between yes. the Allies and the Germans. Charles Bronson, you mentioned the Tunnel King. Um, Tunnel King, Danny. I love his name. Tunnel. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and, and I like again, Bronson's one of those people that like he's just instantly recognisable. Yeah. And well, his movies later on, like Death Wish, such and all a those, style. He became too. a real action like revenge. Oh. Like he's the Liam Neeson. Of I was going to. I yeah. was going to say he's a little bit um, yeah. Stallone-ish in, his, in the fact that you look at him and you and yeah, you recognise him. He's got a style about him, the way he talks yeah, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. True, I think. But he put on an accent to this one. Eh? He put on like a, a Russian accent or something. Yeah, he had a bit of a thick. Um, yeah. he, he's uh, a Polish immigrant. Yes. Who had escaped Nazi-held Poland yeah. and went to England to continue the fight against the Nazis. Um, so I mean that's so I'm assuming these are based on the real characters. So yeah, so broad, broadly, yeah. there's a lot of composites. So when they say you know based on a real story, it's based. Let's be clear. Yes. Yeah. Like Steve McQueen's character Hiltz is based on at least three pilots. Right. Uh, of, of the of the actual time. Okay. Uh, Donald Pleasance is Bly, the the yeah. forger. He's a great actor. Donald James Pleasance. Coburn um, was Sedgwick, Sedgwick, the manufacturer. Sedgwick, he, he, was the he had the Aussie, Aussie accent. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not a bad accent. Who who was also in the Magnificent Seven. As well, so well, mate, there's a were, couple they of the, they were the greats. You know, then. there's a couple like, of linkages there. Donald Pleasance is probably better known later on. He's been in the original Halloween movie, right? Yeah, he was the doctor who was in charge of Michael Myers in the original Halloween, which is on our list, by the way. Okay, we'll okay. watch Halloween just to see you, just to see you jump. Oh no, no, no! I don't know that. <laughs> I don't want to be there for that. I really don't. Well, 
prepare yourself, mate. All right. Well, it's an all-star cast, and it's a, it's a long movie. So uh, before we unpack it, though, Stephen, let's uh, let's understand what the great people at Hisense have to offer. Yeah, Hisense. Look, if you're looking for a TV, give Hisense a go. We're going to talk about the 4K Mini LED TV. They do have a number in their range. Now, this is available in sizes up to 75 inches. Now, why Mini LED? Mini LED is a backlight technology that offers a lot more detail. So there's more, there's more than a, a billion shades of colour that it can actually display. But having multiple zones, lighting zones in the backlight means you have much better contrast, much better high dynamic range. So Dolby Vision IQ and HDR10 Plus on board. So if you're watching 4K, it does just look amazing, that, that contrast, that high dynamic range. But not only does this TV look great, uh, and as I said, available in size up to 75 inch, but it also sounds good as well. There's a built-in 70 watt sound system. So this can output Dolby Atmos. So an even more immersive experience. You've probably seen Dolby Atmos as uh, in, the, in the small print when you're looking at movies on Netflix or even on disc. Dolby Atmos is that soundtrack that can offer you sounds that appear to be coming from around the room, even from above you. So if you are watching a Dolby Atmos film on a high sense TV, you are going to not only see a great picture, but also hear great sound as well. And you know what? If you're a sports fan, and Hisense is one of the major sponsors of the World Cup, they do have the auto sports mode. So if it detects you're watching sport, it can switch over to 200 smooth motion so you get that beautifully smooth viewing. And also, if you're into your gaming, we love playing games, and what better way to do it is on a 75-inch Hisense TV. They also have Game Mode Pro. With HDMI 2.1 compatibility, so you can play your games 4K at 120 hertz. So it supports all the latest platforms. You have virtual variable refresh rate, auto low latency mode as well, AMD FreeSync technology. So ticks all the boxes if you want to enjoy your games as well. Hisense has got you covered. They also come with a three-year warranty, one of the longest in the in the TV category. So make sure they back their product. Why don't you give it a try as well? Head down to a store, stand in front of a Hisense TV, or check out their range at hisense.com.au. All right, that's where you're going to watch the biggest and best of your movies on Fetch. And, Stephen, there's nothing more you can do to start this movie off. In fact, I could probably play this continually through the thing. I just love this. Do you know what I mean? It's iconic to me. And one of the things I love about this music is it's not the same music throughout the whole show. There's variations of it, essentially for each character. Yes, you're right. Uh, and so while this is the underlying you know, theme music yeah. to the movie, and it does reappear, you'll hear as you watch it, there's, there's like a distinct version of it yes. for every character if they're okay. being highlighted so or spoken about it. Yeah, right. And I just, before, I don't know. I wanted to ask you, though, before we get started, why do you, you haven't explained why you yeah. like this movie so much. So is it because you watched it as a kid and I, it was on all the time? You, I think it must be something to do with that. I yeah. think, so as a kid, I loved Hogan's Heroes. Ah, okay. Which the TV show got a flavour. It's of very it, similar, yeah, like right. in that sense that it's you know it's this a bunch came, of this came first, of course. Um, it's a little bit more. There's a you know there's an underworld and un underground, yeah. and, and they're all communicating with each other. But it's all all about the the Starlog. But I, I just I, I assume it's just because I'd seen it so many times. Right. I think my brother liked it as well, and okay. so you, you're the younger so brother. You don't a, get it any was say. an easy watch. Come and watch for everyone. Yeah. yeah. And I you know I and love, you were there. You were you were watching it too. There's a motorcycle chase in it. That's yeah, cool. Great. Yeah. I think. I think it's also, even though it's really long, yeah. 
I genuinely don't think it feels long yeah. when you just sit back and enjoy yeah, it. I agree. I reckon it could have been <clears throat> tightened up in a couple of areas, but it had a lot of story to tell. Yeah. And needed the time. Yeah. And I think I think it tells it kind of pleasantly, if you like. Yeah, it's a good pace. So it kicks off with that music where you see this disclaimer that this is a true story. Now, yeah. in really simple terms, it is a true story. Absolutely. This great escape did occur, but there's a lot of poetic license taken um, for, for various reasons. And we'll cover a bit of it through the movie, but... You know, broadly, it is based on a bunch of uh, yeah. individuals that this this real this thing really did happen. There's things about the timing, like it didn't happen in in the summertime; it happened in the wintertime. There was yes. snow. There's things like I that. I took a note of the seasons. <clears throat> the seasons but, didn't appear to change. Yeah. But in in reality, the the concept of the Great Escape is real, and it yeah. did happen, which is why yeah. I think it carries. But that here's what is an interesting thing too: that you <clears throat> you find out early on that this is a prison built to house the notorious. Es- the, the the prisoners right. who are more likely to escape. Yeah. So, <laughs> so so the whole the whole opening is these trucks and cars coming in. There's this there's this kind of knowingness about them. The like they all seem to know each other. They're okay. kind of talking about each other, yeah, recognizing right. each other. Um, and then you have this uh, again. You talk about it, but this exposition where the my favorite thing is just learning little bits about them. And yeah. the first one is Danny. And there's this conversation where he and another guy are just looking. Out of the trees. How far are the trees, Danny? Over 200 feet. Yeah, I'd say 300. Long ways to dig. We'll get Cavendish to make a survey. I wish Big X were him. Billy, you think X ought to be? I'd have sent his word somehow if he had. Gestapo, you think? Either that or he's dead. And so they're already talking about a specific person. They're wondering if he's there. Yeah. They're all, they've they've literally just arrived and they're already. working out how far <laughs> it is to dig. They're talking about tunnels. So, yeah. like, these guys are, they're or, not waiting or, around to find out which bunk they're going to sit in. They're not going to die wondering. I, I liked how they're straight he, up. Even Steve McQueen was looking at the tower too. Remember, he walked right yeah. up to the fence. Yeah. He wanted to see their visibility at different angles. So Scoping already, the whole thing they're out. They're already pretty savvy. And then you go to the, um, to the commandant's office where this, you know, officer... And I love the fact that they're all in their uniforms as well. There's, there's, there's yeah. a sense of uniforms to them, which is also yeah. a little, little bit a of little a... little touch of formality to them. A little yeah. touch of formality, but there's a bit of a concern there among some viewers of this to say, well, like if they were uh, if they were air, air um, para- parachutists and stuff, how they still have the hats and things like that? There's a bunch of questions oh, okay. around that, yeah, right, right. but that doesn't matter. The, the thing I that it's I... pride. They want to wear their uniform. The thing that yeah. this has, has that overlap with Hogan's Heroes, and I apologise to true hardcore fans of this movie <laughs> that I'm using that analogy, but just bear with yeah. me. But there's this liaison. There's this person yeah. who it represents the prisoners, and and he yeah. he meets with the commandant. Well, that's what that's what struck me. It's it's uh it was a humane prison. Yes, they were sent there not because they're hardened criminals. They're war they're war criminals. That's right. So they, it, there was like a that that rapport they had between yeah. the officers. They're and like the you're here. There was a respect there. You're here because we captured you. Yeah. You're here not because you committed a crime, but because you're our opposition. That's right. And this is the first time you learn. Essentially, why they're having these conversations about escaping. In the past four years, the Reich has been forced to spend an enormous amount of time, energy, manpower, and equipment hunting down escaping prisoner of war officers. Hmm. Well, at least it's rather nice to know you're wanted, isn't it? <laughs> For us, it's not a matter for levity. There will be no escapes from this camp. Colonel von Luger, it is the sworn duty of all officers to try to escape. If they can't, it is their sworn duty to cause the enemy to use an inordinate number of troops to guard them, and their sworn duty to harass the enemy to the best of their ability. Yes, I know. The men under your authority have been most successful. This man, Ashley Pitt, for example, 
Caught in Sinor Sea, escaped, recaptured, escaped, recaptured. Archibald Archie Ives. Eleven escape attempts. Even tried to jump out of the truck coming here. Dix, William. Known to have participated in digging of eleven escape tunnels. Flight Lieutenant Belinsky, four escapes, McDonald nine, hand place American five, Haynes four, Sedgwick seven, the list is almost endless. One man here has made 17 attempted escapes, group captains, it is close to insanity. <laughs> Quite. And it must stop. Colonel, do you expect officers to forget their duty? No. See, so that's I think that's because interesting we because... we expect opposite set we have brought you here. Yeah. It's exactly that. I, I love that set up there. Yeah. It's their duty, yeah. And by the way, again, it, it's apparently not truly their duty, but it's just a, you know, well, a, it's a part of being a prisoner of war. You're not going to want to stick around. Of course, yeah. And it, to me, it reminds me of, like, you know, if it's your sworn duty to escape, it's our sworn duty to guard you. It harks back to you ever watch the Roadrunner cartoons? Yeah, yeah. You know, the Roadrunner, the Coyote. That's, that's and you know that they start at the start there. They clock on their mates and then they go to work. Yeah, it's runner, you do what you do to catch him. I'll yeah, do yeah, what yeah. you do. That's a good analogy. Yeah, yeah. And and that the 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 thing we learn there is just the caliber, as you say, the caliber yeah. of the people that have been brought here. Yeah. But but the other part of that that you learn right here is that this is not them joining an existing camp. This is a new camp. It has been built to hold you and your men. It is organized to incorporate all we have learned of security measures. And in me, you will not be dealing with a common trailer, but with a staff officer personally selected for the task by the Luftwaffe High Command. We have, in effect, put all our rotten eggs in one basket. <laughs> and we intend to watch this basket carefully. Very wise. <laughs> That's a good analogy. I like that. I like that one. But but they, but they specifically said, as we mentioned, so this prison was built yes. to house these yeah. escape artists, and, and that's a that's a truth. That's yeah, the truth yeah. of the time. Wow. They went, hang on a minute. There's all these escapes going on everywhere. Yeah. We've got to build this joint. How unlucky was bloke? Seventeen goes. He still couldn't get get out. But they I mean, caught, that's, they caught him seventeen times. And but that just goes to the perseverance of yeah, your prisoner of, course, of war. Of course, you're not going to sit around and see it well, out. Yeah, exactly. Also, given he was a, a Polish immigrant, and you know he's yeah. got a. He's basically got a desire to do this, which I think I think is awesome I and fascinating. Know. But then you've you've got this continued kind of looking for blind spots. You've got Hilts McQueen's yeah. character looking for blind spots in the in the temp, in the fence. But then, you know, there's this there's like in terms of a, a secure prison, you've got these weird. I think they're Russian workers that have been building yeah. stuff and they're just being marched out. A couple of them, Danny tries to get in tries with them. <laughs> so again, immediately before yeah, yeah. the gates, so they've been they've been brought in. They've been introduced. The gates haven't even been shut behind them, and they're yeah. already trying to get out. To get out yeah. A couple of them jump in with Christmas trees or something. Underneath the wood. Cut down trees. trees. Some of them um, um, stand in the I like in, how in one, the of them, one of them gets a pitchfork later. And, uh, yeah, and so, the, the, so the, the, the German guard starts stabbing the, the trees with his big pitchfork. Yeah. And I love the fact that they're looking out for each other. So one of the guys whistles yeah. as if to say, guys, that's a common out. theme I noticed throughout. They've all got the good signals, and they're all keeping watch for each they're other. They're all together yeah. in this. But, yep. All the people that tried to escape on not just day one, but hour one, were spotted. I will not take action against you now. This is the first day here and there has been much stupidity and carelessness <laughs> on both sides. And, and, yeah. and again, it just continues because Hiltz yeah. does his best. He's out kind of trying to get really close to the wire, which is where the German guards essentially meet Hiltz for the first time. I have had the pleasure of knowing quite a number of British officers in this war. 
And I flatter myself that we understand one another. <laughs> you are the first American officer I've met. Hills, isn't it? Captain Hills, actually. 17 escape attempts. 18, sir. Tunnelman, engineer. Flyer. I suppose what's called in the American army a hotshot pilot. Uh -huh. Unfortunately, you were shot down anyway. So we are both grounded for the duration of the war. Well, you speak for yourself, Colonel. You have other plans? I haven't seen Berlin yet, from the ground or from the air, and I plan on doing both before the war is over. It's just like in the face it's of the headmaster. Do you know what I mean? Doing, yeah. so, it's he like, was, so he was the bloke who attempted 17 attempts. The it, no, that's actually that's Danny. Someone else. It's oh, right, Danny because okay, right. uh, you find but out he, later. He, but he's, he's had said. a few cracks himself. And, but Hiltz. also, they know their number. Hiltz is like, dude, yeah. it's 18. 18. Thanks very much. <laughs> what are you talking about, mate? He's proud of that. And yeah. uh, and then the, there's a little Scotsman Ives who um, who, who blows a raspberry. Yeah. And this is where, again, I love the use of music because the music is used you know, for, I guess, transitional moments between scenes or yep. acts or whatever you would describe them, um, because Hiltz, for being a smartass and, and getting <laughs> close to the fence, gets sent to the cooler. Cooler. Name? Eyes. Flying officer, Eyes. Cooler, 20 days. Cooler, Ives. Pleasure. I just love yeah, the way did this win an Oscar for its for music. music. Yeah, like it's iconic. I just see that there. You've got the the bit of music where they're kind of walking out of the yard. Then there's another transition to music when they open the door and they're walking into their cell. And then there's that final yeah. bit. It's just this really cool. We don't need words. Let's yeah. just use this brilliant orchestra to create a TN movie sound. that does a similar thing. Is that Star Wars? Oh, it's true. Uses yeah. music in that way too. Yeah, based on the character and sort of transitionally like that. And I think then this is the this is the cooler. It's yeah. probably, if I was to name an iconic movie scene, for me, yeah, yeah. it's the cooler. And him with the it's base, Hilt's the baseball. with the baseball, is that a baseball glove. Got in there? Yep. The glove. Yeah. Baseball glove and Does a baseball. Does baseball bounce like that? Yeah. If you throw it hard enough, absolutely. Okay, because I thought it looked more like a tennis ball bounce. No, no. Yeah. It's If you throw it hard enough, it'll bounce okay. off the walls so like that. And he's pegging it. Throw hard he's pegging it up. And he's got his glove. And he's done it. This is... Like he sits down and he just starts well, doing it. Well, stop him going insane. And you know he does this every time. Yeah. Like you he, hear the distinctive sound. To be honest, by the end of the movie, you're wondering, why do they keep giving him the glove? Like, that would be, if you yeah. want to really sentence him to the cooler, take the bloody glove off him. Well, maybe that's their degree of the cooler. Like, you know, if you were in, if this was Shawshank, you go to solitary, you don't even have light in the room. Yeah. But this is this is sort of more, like I said, more like a resort. Like humane, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. They're not going to deprive him that much. And so then you get, you've got Hilton and Ives, these two blokes have been sent to the cooler and they seem to be a pair, these two, eh? They sort of stick together. Well, I think that they're just immediately joined as a yeah, pair because they're like, the first two sent to the cooler. Yeah. And you've got Hilts and Ives then strike up a conversation about nothing other than tunnel tunneling. Ives. What? You know the kind of clay and gravel we've got here in the compound? Right? How many feet do you think you can get through and see? Eight hours. I could go through this duct here like the bit on an end of an ogre. You know it's not the digging, it's the shoring up with wood and getting the dirt out. 
That's what you have to worry about. No, it isn't, I. You don't have to worry about that. Well, how are you going to get the dirt out? What do they call a mole in Scotland? A mole? <laughs> I try not to laugh because it hurt my throat, but that's w just... Was that was that the when he had some sort of breathing method he describes later? He yes, that, like so this is, this is where Hiltz goes, hang on a minute, why are we going underground and digging? He's thinking, hang on a minute, this soil is yeah. like it's loose-ish. It's not, let's it's not just, too thick. Let's, yeah. let's dig at ground level, he's saying. So he's yeah. saying to Ives, if you dig like a mole, push the dirt behind you, I'll do the same. They talk later about their tunneling method. Yep. And they could basically just tunnel out under the wire just by going at ground level, essentially. Yeah, well. But again, it just it's that whole, we're only 25 minutes into the movie and you've got, yeah. I don't know how many escape attempts. And, and these well, blokes are I in a cooler for 20 days thinking about how they next get out. Well, I think what else is there to think about when oh, you're exactly. in this sort of camp? You know, yeah. It's like you're there. It's, a challenge, it's almost a challenge to them. It's a challenge for them. So then one extra prisoner arrives and we find out that's Bartlett. And yep. the German, Germans believe that he's the leader of a bunch of prison breaks. They say yeah. this, they know this openly. So this is Richard Attenborough, isn't it? Yes, exactly. So the, the camp commander during this kind of meeting with the people that brought him, the Luftwaffe yeah. or whoever brought him, yeah. um, actually kind of reluctantly Heil Hitler's. Uh, it was a casual one. It's kind of like he doesn't, it's, it's like, like he's not really invested in this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like okay. I think that's the first sign yeah, right. which carries through the whole movie that he's okay. probably not the strict ass yeah, you know, yeah. Nazi leader that he's okay. meant to be for, right. for this camp. Um, but I just thought that that's, that's half an hour of the movie and while you know, for some movies, that's a third of the movie. Yeah. Um, it's there's so much kind well, of it's exposition in there. Character. It's establishing their goal, what yep. they want to achieve. Yeah. Their obstacles. Yeah. So already they're the sort of the essence yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of good a good storytelling is all those things. So they take Bartlett into prison, and this is where he then meets up with the the guy we know as the kind of liaison between Allies and Germans. New camp, expert guards, the elite. You met the commandant. Yes, I did. What were the Gestapo and the SS doing with you? Oh, they wanted to find out who'd helped me to the border. Who else is here? We got Cavendish. Mm-hmm. Nimmer and Soren. Griffiths, Haynes. Blythe? Yes. Almost the whole ex-organization. Almost. Ex-organization. So that's essentially this sub-organization in the, in the armed forces they've created as allies. It's not an American or a UK. It's just it's across the allies. Yeah. But this guy, we now know that's what they were referring to earlier. You know, Big X is this guy here. They were wondering if he was here because he's there. You know, he's the guy that plans. He's not their leader. This, you know, the other colonel is their leader. But this guy is the guy that leads the escapes. Yes. And he's, again, he's, what, five, maybe ten minutes into his time there? Yeah. And he's already like, rightio, let's, already, do, let's yeah. do this. I'm going to call such a terrible stink in this third right of theirs. The thousands of troops that could well be employed at the front will be tied up here looking after us. Oh. By putting more men out of this perfect camp of theirs than have ever escaped before. Oh, not blitzing out two or three or a dozen, but two hundred, three hundred. Scatter them all over Germany. Do you think that's possible? Well, the men are here to do it. The goons have put every escape artist in Germany in this camp. You say so yourself. <laughs> that's the biggest so problem. They've created a rod for, for their own back. Yeah. If well, you're kind of asking for If you trouble. don't want people to escape, why would you put the best escapers? 
in one it's, place. That's a very good which point. Is, yeah, which yeah. is really fascinating. And Absolutely. he then, you know, essentially goes on to say to him, right, so you want to you want to do all this work? When are we going to have a meeting? And he says, right, tonight. Mm-hmm. And so all of the, let's be clear, there's hundreds of people in this camp, but there's really, yes. you know, 15, 20. There's the core this core, yeah. this core, let's call them the management and level. So, <laughs> so how did it work? Like, well, I noticed there's a few that try to escape. There's a large group of people, but mm. it wouldn't be everybody, would it? Well, that's the thing. So, it's, so not it's, everyone's involved? It's or? not going to be everyone. There's a, there's a pecking order, I guess. Um, but also there's just this realization that some people are here to be prisoners and distract. Yeah. Others are here to distract via mechanism of escaping. Yes. Others, we're just going to try and get out. serve their time. And yeah. also this, this is revolutionary that he said, we're going to try and get 250, 300 out. Yeah. Like that's, that's every, obviously that's they normally everyone. just try and get a couple out at a time. Yeah. Right. And obviously all these guys have been in different camps before yep. and separately escaped in, you know, ones or twos. And so yep. therefore... You know, this it's is become, it's become an art form for them. They're, they're so right. good at it, and it's become their you know reason to be. It's it's their thing. That, it's what the, they're going to do. That's what I enjoyed the most is the planning and uh, seeing how they're going. I'm thinking, how the hell are you going to do this? And well, then just being surprised by. I that. figure you'd love this bit of the movie where not only does he explain the plan, but he names the tunnels. There'll be three. We'll call them Tom, Dick, and Harry. Tom, as I said, goes out directly east from 104. Dick goes north from the kitchen. And Harry goes up parallel to Tom from 105. If the goons find one, we'll move into the other. The oh. goons. I like how they refer to the Germans yeah. as the goons. Yeah. Oh, that's what they yeah, are. That's, yeah, that's the who they are to them. <laughs> and so then you start to see, you know, uh, different characters evolve. And this is where we, we meet Henley and Bly, who clearly don't know each other. Yeah. So there, there is some newbies in this. Is that Don, what, Donald Pleasance? Is he one of those? He's Bly. Yeah, he's yeah. Bly, yeah. Yep. And, um, and then Henley, who's your scrounger. Yeah, Bly's, Bly's the forger. The forger, the yeah. Forger. So they're, they're, they're roomed up together. Yeah, so it's James Garner and, and um, Donald Pleasant. And so that's where you kind of realise they're not all known to each other. Yeah. Because that's the that's the point also where you find out Henley's this guy who's going to get things. And so Big X he's knows. The red, Big the X red. has found out who he is. He's your red. He's going to be your, your scrounger. Yeah. He's going to get you the things you need. Like Bly requests a camera for crying out loud. Yeah. And you think to yourself, mate, how are you going to get a camera? Like you uh-huh. do wonder these things, but then – you got to remember, this is a long period of time that passes. Yeah. It's the same with, you know, Shawshank. It is a bit weird to think that you could get a poster, you could get this and that. But yeah. in the end, you know, money, cigarettes, yeah. you know, there is currency. Chocolate and stuff. Yeah. There's currency in every, of course, um, in every place. Even a German prisoner of war camp. And Colin explains to to um, Henley that he's the forger. I like how one of them asks for a pick. He goes, "Yeah, I'll see what I can do." Yeah, quite <laughs> comes in. It's Danny, but, the the the, the you, tunneler. Yeah, but you understand. Um, he, it's not a pick that you buy at Bunnings. It's no. a pick that made into a pick. You, gotta, you, gotta, you, need, to, yeah. you need to get me something There's that works as a pick, mate. I've got a tunnel to dig. But then the other <laughs> one, the other big problem they've got is you can't just dig a tunnel in, uh, in dirt. You, you need wood, and they're going to have to scrounge around and sort out wood for every single tunnel. Mac, I want to take a chance on the tunnels and press ahead without any shoring up. But we will need timber, of course, both for the shafts and the entrance chambers. Now, Henley figures there are 36 empty bunkers. We can tear up 15 of them and move the men back and forth from the hut so that the goons won't miss them. The rest will come from the strips off the wall, as we've always done. Is Henley taking care of this himself? Not yet. He's, uh, he's working on some steel for a pick that Danny needs. <laughs> like, he or- they, this guy already knows everything that's going on. Yeah, yeah. There's a pick needed there. We need wood. They've already got, like, uh, as usual, we'll take wood off the walls and this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I love the idea of they take, you know, uh, bed slats out of yes, all the beds. every second slat. Every second slat. And they know how many beds there are. They know how many they can yeah, sacrifice. Right. They know they've got to move people around so that the Germans You don't think the Germans, the Germans would have woken up to that and given them metal beds? Metal, like, you know? Well, remember, I think slats. at the time, metal was, was hard to oh, come course, by in yeah, the war because they're building. Yeah, yeah. If you've got metal, 
You're going to build yeah. planes. You're not going to build beds for prisoners. And they couldn't just put them all on the floor. They wouldn't have room because it was like I noticed there were like triple bunks. Triple bunks, in yeah. Some yeah. Room. So that's a lot of wood. It's a lot of yeah, wood. Yeah, wow. Um, and you kind of don't think about it, but there's hundreds and hundreds of bunks, and I guess yeah. it would, would add up. I, I actually think that if this wasn't a true story, you'd be going, mate, come on. Where are you getting all this wood for? Yeah. But they obviously, you know, scrounged literally and yep. pulled the place apart and relied on the fact that the German guards probably didn't build the joint, probably don't know it. It's brand new. So there's a yeah. bunch of those things going so on as that, well. Hey, you're right, hey, it's brand new brand new for all of them, not yes. just for the prisoners, but also for the officers. Every plank of wood is well. brand new. They don't know go, where it right. all is. So Danny, in this case now, begins tunnelling. Um, he's, he's got a like pickaxe. Yeah. He, he, um, they move a, 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 like a boiler yeah. and there's a concrete a little slab, slab there and he just gets his pickaxe. And there's a bloke outside, you know, putting a, a fence pole into the ground and, you know, Hammer. Is that what he was doing? Hammer. I was wondering why would yeah. you be using this in the middle of the yard there? What are you doing? Yeah. So they? they're putting in a they're putting in yeah. a fence post or something for the garden beds they're gonna build. And they use that clanging of, of yes. metal to hide Danny inside. Smart. And again, That's honestly, smart. I don't think I'd believe it if I if it wasn't well, true. If you never had the disguising of the sound, you hear, you hear a hammering sound, they're thinking, what the hell yeah, are you they'd doing? Be, they'd be straight in yeah, there. Of course. Um and the the one thing here, this is where you learn that Danny's the seventeen. Danny's the one the commandant mentioned. Because ah. he writes Number 17. seventeen on his tunnel. Yeah, so it's, he actually it's, writes the number seventeen as he breaks through. He goes right. Yeah. This is my number seventeen. He just chips through. Um, I was wondering it, what that number was for. So that's his seventh. So that's he his was seventeenth escape. Right, that, okay. was, that was that yeah, was number wow. seventeen for him. And there's another tunnel starting in what looks like a drain in in the yep. bathrooms. And then Ives and Hiltz get released from the cooler. Now I do have a problem with this bit of the movie because literally at this moment Hiltz is like scribing on the wall. You know, a tally of the days. He doesn't get anywhere near 20. Right. And they were sentenced to 20 days in the cooler. So what do you reckon it was? Like, it was like 14, 15. They got let out early. Maybe. Why would you let him out early? Good behaviour. He stopped tossing that Stopped tossing ball. that damn ball. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, it, it's a small inconsistency in the movie, but that's the way it is. And this is where they they talk amongst themselves about their plan yeah. for escape, which is the moles digging. And um, they, they, they do have it. a crack that night. They have a crack there out. <laughs> They're out of the cooler. They don't spend a day of daylight <laughs> and they go straight out digging and they get caught straight away. I love and this bit when they come back in, they're all covered in dirt and mud. <laughs> and just get sent straight to the a, cooler. They had a go. They had a crack. That's but their he, job. My, what annoyed me here, the OCD in me annoyed me. I'm thinking, didn't they let them have a shower? No. They See, that's straight, why would straight, you? Straight in the cooler in the dirt. They mud. don't want anyone escaping. Yeah. Okay. Don't let them shower. Okay. So at this point, you see there's a lot of progress going on. You see this yes. tunnel progressing quite fast. And you do find out why the wood's important. There's a lot of elaborate yeah, construction to going shore on. shore up the tunnels. They because, don't want to cave in, eh? They'll kill them if there's a cave in. That's right. And I, talk, I, I, I didn't mention or use the audio, but he talks when, when um, Big X makes the plan. He says, no, no, we're going to go 30 feet deep and then out to the woods so that it can't be heard. So our tunneling and our ah, digging can't why? be heard because they've, they've learnt. Yeah. Like they've done among them hundreds of escapes. Yeah. If it's a couple of meters below the surface, the Germans can, can probably hear, hear everything going on. Yeah, right. Probably so feel the vibrations. They're going thirty feet deep and yeah. then out. So it's a lot of tunneling, um, and they're worried now because they're doing so much tunneling. They've got so much dirt. This they come a, in. I love, I love this, this bit. bit. Oh, this is a good bit. I, 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 I don't you know wonder, and, and this this was also something in Shawshank. Case. Yeah. Where are you going to put the dirt? Where do you put the, yeah. the, the rubble from, from what you're... Because you're, you're not building something. You're taking something away, yeah. whether That's it's the hole in the wall for too. Shawshank or yes. it's um, a lot of dirt. And it is a... I like what they came up with, though. That was smart. Well, there's a couple of things. The first one is they say they're going to put it in the ceilings. So they put a bit in the ceilings, which... Yeah. 
just can't put it all up there though because it'll just fall, it'll fall through. Yeah. But they're coming with this contraption that they would wear over their shoulders or over their neck and over their, around their shoulders and then down in their pants and the dirt would be in there and they would just have their hands in their pockets and just release the dirt as they walked around the yard. Yeah. And they end up going outside and they're building garden beds and that's where they, they drop it into that, garden that beds. That was handy. Yeah, and yeah. they're harvesting, you know. And they're, they're walking. I think as they were marching along, they were doing it as well. That's yeah. right. And I, it's a weird one. But whenever I'm walking on dirt, I think of this. <laughs> so weird. And not the colour of the dirt too. I liked how in the garden beds when they did it. Because they're hoeing they out had, they had garden to beds. They've got to mix it Because otherwise it would look a bit different. It's not quite perfect, yeah, let's be honest. They, but they had to, they did a good job of disguising it. Like there's even, what is there, marching practice, as you said. Yeah, where, and they're doing it at the same uh, time. And they're doing it at the same time. And, and the people and behind marching, them and then, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, pulling it in. Mixing it's, it in. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. Um they they do singing to yeah, the skies, like the that hammer too. work. That's smart too. Yeah. There's a there's um old Aussie guy building the, the air, air pump. pump. I, th- I didn't think of that. Would you need? Because it's it's a quite a narrow enclosed, very space. small narrow. Not a lot of oxygen in there. So well, is isn't that it what all that about for? like ca- like you breathe out? What do you breathe out? Carbon dioxide or whatever. Yeah, and you yeah. can't. Yeah. Right. You need clear oxygen. You need clear air. Okay. Because if so you so that was what that was to that was to, to, to clean the air or to give them air. That was to pump. Clean air down to the end of the tunnel so that it would push the yeah, wow. dirty air out. And just, just really love how we came up with that. That's awesome. like who, yeah, yeah. like you just wouldn't believe That's the that Aussie stuff dude, hey? the Aussie exactly. Dude yeah, yeah, yeah. So who's that? What's that guy's name? Is it um, the the Aussie the Sedgwick like, in, in yeah, the, yeah. the guy, a real guy actor's name? Is it Lee um, Lee Marvin or who no, is it? No, no, Lee Marvin. No, his name is um, James Coburn. Coburn, of That's course. Him. Coburn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sedgwick. Sedgwick. But, you know, a great, his accent was sort of... It know, was a bit iffy. He, he sounded more like a pom than he did an Aussie. But it actually sometimes. sounded a little bit like an Aussie trying not to be an Aussie. Yeah. A little bit. So I actually questioned it. I, went, Hang on, I heard him say mate a few times and, uh, yeah, yeah. hey, cobber. And so um, you've also then got Henley, the, the scrounger, talking very happily and, quite, and calmly to a German guard. Yeah. And this, again, reminds me a little bit of um, the TV show. What the hell's the name of it? I've already forgotten. Um, prison, the, the one where he yes. from prison. My God, what's the... Yeah. Da, 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 um, Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. So in Hogan's Heroes, there's a really close relationship between the guards yeah. and the prisoners. Yep. This is the closest you see of this in this movie. Yeah. You see Henley chatting with the German guard. They talk about scouts. He lures him into his room by saying, do you want a coffee? Yeah. Like, and he's thinking, yeah, so I've got coffee. I love it. It would be like you. If you're a prison guard... <laughs> you get me. He'd be in there in a minute. Sure, mate. Here are the keys. And he's looking for his coffee, but he's intentionally... Going oh, through, yeah. he's, he's, he's going through side. his cupboard and exposing to him all the all things. The stuff he's got. That was so smart. He, so he's and in there. I remember seeing the guard's eyes thinking, whoa. The guard's eyes light up as he's pulling out chocolate and all sorts of things from his cupboard. Marmalade, it is wonderful. Grandmother keeps sending me this stuff. Oh, to leave, I got chocolate. Oh, yeah, here. Take one. Is that from Luger's butter? Yeah. Keep it. Time. I must go. It's okay. You can keep it. We're friends. That was so smart. He sees the commandant's yeah, yeah. buddy butter. And he, he gets him get him gets him enraged and you realize he's doing this all intentionally yeah. to get him enraged. So they have this little scuffle, and that scuffle he's allows him to pickpocket pick him and he pulls out his wallet. I just ah. think such a cool yeah. thing. But and he, you can imagine that being being the way it was the, done. This bit here where you see Donald Pleasant's character, the yeah. forger, you're thinking, okay, not only did they have to get the material to create the tunnels, 
They've got to dig the tunnel. They've got to get rid of the dirt. Yep. They've got to escape. But they've also got to have all these documents. They've got to exist. And all this stuff. Yeah. Because it's all well and documents. good. It's all well and good to say, right, I'll jump the fence. Okay, cool. I'll jump yeah. the fence. And I don't what, get spotted. What, then? Yeah. what do you do then? Yeah. How do you fit in in Germany? You don't know where you are in Germany. Remarkable attention to And detail. so this guy is now in charge of creating forged documents. So he, he's holding these kind of... Um, uh, mini mini seminars on you know how to draw birds is the is the cover <laughs> yes. for the Germans. I like so this. And then when they go and he goes, as soon as the Germans leave, turn they the turn everything over. over and they're starting to forge documents. He's yeah. teaching them because he can't do it all himself. If there's two, yeah. so normally he would do it himself. Yeah, but there's 250 he need, people. He needs help. Yeah, right. he needs help doing it. So and this is the guy that asked for the camera too. That's right. Because he, I know he's a bird watcher. Right? He, he's a bird he watcher. That's, that anyway. that's the reason for the yeah, camera. That's but the cover. But that's yeah. the cover. But the reason is they, they need they photos. Need photos of them for cells for the past. I mean, we stuff. skip over the fact that where do you get a dark room and how do you do all that? But obviously, I don't know, they make it happen, right? Let's oh, mate, just... If they can dig a tunnel, they can make a dark room. No, if you can find it, if you can scrounge a camera, yeah, you can scrounge the film and a pick and make a pick out of various materials. Um, you then we then meet the tailor who is using service uniforms. And he's, he's, he's sewing them in different fashion, different ways, so they look like more normal civvy clothes. Yeah. He's using dye to dye them just another colour. Again, another layer of detail that's just fascinating. Can you believe that yeah, happened? Yeah. Oh, well, that's why they're good escape artists, because they think of this yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Hiltz and the Scott are out of the cooler again. And Hiltz, this is an observation that's it's critical, because it's, it's, it becomes sad later, but Hiltz, Hiltz makes the observation that Ives is close to cracking. Yeah. Um, but then Hiltz, having come out of the cooler, is there, he's getting a coffee, but he's there talking with uh, Big Big X about um, about Big X's plans, and Big X has one challenge with their plan. Hence, it's uh, possible, of course, for one man to get out through the wire, even get away. But um, there are, in fact, a considerable number of people besides yourself in this camp who are trying to escape. I appreciate that. Something's coming. I can feel it, and it's coming right around the corner at me, squadron leader. Uh, my name's Roger. All right, Roger. Uh, yours is uh, Virgil, isn't it? Hiltz. Just yeah. make it Hiltz. Yes, well, um, as I was saying, uh, Hiltz, um, we have maps of Germany, general maps, that is. In fact, we have all the information that we need uh, for the escape routes out of Germany. But um, what we do not have is a clear idea of what's 500 yards beyond those trees. Mm -hmm. Right. We've tried every goon in the camp, no go. We must know the exact position of the local town. We want to know where we hit the main roads. They must patrol them. Where the local police stations are. Where they've got their military roadblocks. And most important of all, we've got to know how to get from here to the railway station. And that's where Hiltz comes in. But uh, Hiltz has got... I mean, you got to remember, Hiltz has been in the, in the cooler now 40 days or something, 30-odd yeah. days. He's had two attempted escapes. So he's not been part of any of the planning at this point. Mm. He's just coming in, and this is the first time he's met this dude. Yeah, you know, yeah. who's the who's That's the leader. That's what surprised of the group. me. Hilt's like Steve McQueen's character. I thought he had a much larger part in it. That's right. He's yeah. like title. He's the, the biggest star. Yes, but his part is compared actually to the quite others, small. smaller. That's yeah, right. Yeah. But it's actually then integral, and this is one of yes. the reasons. And and he essentially realizes what uh, Bartlett is asking for, and what he needs, and what he's trying to do. How many are you taking out? Two hundred and fifty. 250? Yeah. You're crazy. You ought to be locked up. You too. 250 guys just walking down the road just like that. Well, some on the road, some by train, some cross country. They'll have forged papers, clothes, maps, compasses, rations. Has it occurred to you that you're going to alert every goon in the country 
anybody that can carry a pitchfork is going to be out looking for you? Why, they're going to swoop down and scoop you up so fast that it'd make your head swim. <laughs> That's great. I mean, because it's him. Again, he's never seen anything he's, like this. He's this a realist. Biggest, he's a this realist. Is the biggest escape that's ever been seen. Yeah. He thinks it's madness. But, you know, there's some. There's also some great exposition there about the, the plot again because he talks about everything they're going to have. They're going to yeah. document. They're going to have yeah. rations. Yeah, they're going to split up. They're, they're going to split go up. By train, because a part of that goes back to that earlier conversation around it's our yeah. duty to not just escape, but then by escaping, yeah. causing chaos among the Germans. Yeah. By escaping and having, let's say, a thousand German troops looking for them. Yeah. Well, that's a that's thermo- thousand Germans thousand front less that troops. aren't on the on the, yeah, front, on the front, you know, yeah, true, potentially true. killing Allied forces. Yeah. So, um, the, the that's a really important moment in the in the yeah. in the movie because it comes becomes relevant later. I like this bit where the, the bloke asks, he lost his wallet, asked Henley to find it. Yeah, he's like, it must it must have been in here. That's the yeah, only place. Yeah, where is it? And again, yeah. Henley, it's, you think it's genius that he that he had the scuffle with him in the first place. Yeah. It's even more genius because now he's like, look, I'll find it. But I'm going to need a need camera. A camera. Yeah. So how do you get? How does he get a camera? That camera would have been would have been. <laughs> A solid investment back yeah. then too. That would have been expensive. Uh, but you know what? Maybe the camp had a camera. Maybe they took okay. photos when they come in, and maybe yeah. he stole it from the Fair from enough. the office. Yeah. Who knows? But there's also a problem now where tunnels keep collapsing. Yes, so they're digging, and it kind of shows the first first time here you see the pulley system. Yes, they got these. They're building these yeah. rail tracks. Unbelievable tracks, carts. Yeah, they lie down. They don't just flat. crawl on their belly. They're on a, someone, a track system. Someone pulls them through. Yeah. It, requi- it clearly requires multiple people. You got to have wow. someone pulling and, and all that kind of and, stuff. And obviously too that they've. This isn't their first rodeo. They've no. Done, they've done this before. They're like, we're doing it that They're way, expert. you know. Yeah, yeah. But also, do you remember earlier when he said, listen, I want to, I just want to get tunneling. Yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to go without shoring it up. This is him. Uh, this is where they have to admit that essentially they, cut corners. They, have to, they have to shore it up. They're going to need more wood. Oh. <laughs> They're going to have to shore up the whole bloody tunnel, Roger. All 335 feet of it. Four times the bay. <laughs> this way we never get through. We must have more wood. It's a lot of timber, Roger. Can you get it? I'll get it. We've got to get it. I'll put Henley on it. And the new man we got this morning. Okay, Willie. On the first day of Christmas, my two love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. Stealing wood while they're singing. Yeah. Once again, using the singing as a cover because it makes a lot of noise. Yeah. Pulling wood out of bunks makes a hell of a lot of noise. So it's carol time. It's it's yeah, Christmas time. Christmas. They can cover. Like the Germans are probably going, these idiots. Who's caroling, right? <laughs> but they don't know that that's not what they do every day of the week. Yeah. Um, so Colin gets his camera, which is really important. But mm. you do see this point because I remember, remember earlier I mentioned they were disposing of, of dirt in the in attic. The ceiling. Yeah. You see this point where the, the ceiling is wobbling. Like yeah. this is getting too a bit, much load up. There. It's getting a bit out there. But anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. Yep. But then they're outside, and I think this is really cool because it's kind of a meeting of the managers. Yep. The managers get together to discuss exactly where they're up to. Tom has reached just beyond that um, pile of wood, so it's a bit longer. Harry, of course, uh, isn't as far as that. How much further to the trees? We make it 50 feet, sir. Dark of the moon is the 7th... 8th and 9th. 8th and 9th. Mm-hmm. Uh, dear area in August. Yeah. Morning. There he goes again. Why is he buying up all the potatoes in the camp? <laughs> yeah. Working in that, but I can't find out. Wilson Henley locks themselves in the room every night. Sometimes Goff's in there with them. Other nights he's in guard outside. Mac, we'll close down Dick and Harry, seal them off. Put the entire effort into Tom and press right on into the trees. 
My pleasure. And so that's important because they've realised, look, we're making yeah. progress, but we're kind of wasting time here on three. Let's just let's just yeah. go hard because they also talk there about when they would escape yeah. under the light of the, the the dark moon. So they decided to focus to get to make Tom make the Tom priority. the focus, yeah. and then now you've got Hilts. You've got basically I mentioned earlier. There's only three mm. Americans in this camp, so the three yeah. of the the three Americans are getting together every night, locking themselves in a room. Yeah. Turns out they're making moonshine. <laughs> they're using potatoes. Is that why you make moonshine with potatoes? I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Somehow Pretty fermenting strong stuff. And, well, it appeared to be. They were testing it and whatever. Yep. And the reason for that, we find out, is it's the 4th of July. And they uh, ah, right. they get out. They've got a whole bunch so of moonshine. Passage of time. Yeah, again. Because yeah. they were singing carols not long ago. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, Passage of time. It's passage of time. It's a long period of time. But, okay. you know, they're, they're there for years. So yeah. it's not, this, this thing was not meant to happen in, in a week. Mm-hmm. It was, it's, a, it's a period. And I like the fact that the German officer doesn't stop them singing and playing yet. No. That's kind of that's part of the I think whole the German officers know thing, exactly yeah. what this is. Let them do it. They're not hurting anyone. Just keep What are they doing? You know, they're, they're, just, yeah. they're just out there enjoying themselves. Now, yeah. Yank, they're playing Yankee Doodle on, on pipes and drums. The, during the majority of this scene, the background soundtrack loops over and over, and it goes on for 10 minutes. Really? It's just a you know, small it's, soundtrack that just goes over yeah. for 10 minutes. Is this sort of showing the progress of what's happening in the it's just the Yankee like Doodle. It's just the Yankee Doodle thing. It's just yeah, the, right. the whole American thing where they're – you know, they're creating that festivity thing. It's this. Yep. It's the first moment of, I guess, social life in the camp for the whole time because mm-hmm. they're they've got all the different nationalities coming together to drink moonshine. They haven't <laughs> wouldn't have had a drink for the whole time. They're there. They're enjoying this thing. Um, but I guess the problem is you hear um, a little bit of drama. So the German officer they don't they don't mind it. They don't stop it. They actually see it as an opportunity to go. Hang on a minute. They're all outside. Yeah. Let's go and have a look at the bunks. Do an inspection. Yeah. All so, right. So he goes in there. We know Tom is like 14 feet from being done. Yep. The Germans are looking at the bunks while everyone else is drinking. And they and they kind of know what to look for out of the Germans. They're not silly. They're, no, they're, they're not they're silly. Kind of, but I, they, under here, they so under nearly get away with it because yeah. he sits on a bunk and it doesn't seem comfortable, but it, it gets away with it. But then he sees these two planks of wood. Yes. And, and they've, got these, boiler. they've got these arch cut out of them. And he looks at it and he goes... Well, that's what this is for. It's for uh, lifting up. Lifting up the boiler. It's for lifting up the boiler. Damn it. And so they lift up the boiler. He he, he sees the the tile. He pulls yeah. it up. He lifts yeah. it up. And unfortunately, even from the outside, with all the Yankee Doodle going on, they know they've found him. And so the use of music here again, it's a twist, right? It's a a very sad rendition of the song. It's a very, very slow. And because they know they've they've found the tunnel, they know... At this point, I'm thinking, oh, no. Like, seriously. Uh, Over. It's It's over. They've found Tom. Yeah. Obviously, there's Dick and Harry, but they stopped digging in Dick and Harry. So we yeah. know now, but passage of time, it's been months. Yeah. So the other ones were started, but not complete. That's right. So Tom, you can imagine they've got that first Tom bit. was going the Tom best. Tom was 14 feet from being done. But they got they found that one. So and, that's and, shut down. And this is where that little Scotsman Ives, who Hilt's yeah. foreshadowed earlier, yeah. was struggling. Yes. He just goes, you know what? I've had enough. And he just runs for the wire, climbs yeah. the wire, and he's shot dead in I front of the wall. Yeah, and he's still hanging on the wire, eh, when he's shot. Yeah. And and I yeah. think this is this brings together that moment of Hilts and Ives had built up this close relationship. Yeah. He just looks up at him and he's, you know, he realizes what's happened. And obviously that's when Hilts agrees he can play a role in this big escape. Sir. I know the exact information you need. 
going out tonight. Right. Open up, Harry. We dig. Around the clock. So they're going to dig 24-7. They're going to dig. Harry's the new, the new target. Um, they start a chain gang. It's like it's real. Yeah, like it's a real teamwork well, I thing. Like you the can, little, there's a little monster showing all the ex- expanded. You efforts. can imagine the the emotion of it. Hiltz is, escapes easily. Yeah, and then captures and returns. He gets to captured. Yeah. Like the escape. But he, but he was on a recce. He wanted to see how far the. That's the thing. Line he was. knew. He knew exactly how he'd escaped from the very start. He got. He yeah. got out the same way through that little gap that he knew was in yes. the in the fence line. The sort of blind spot. Blind spot. He just went out there. He was always. He always knew that was there. He just climbed the fence, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And he just. He just ended up going out purely to find out what Roger needed. So he he could have very well just kept going. That's right. But that that just thought I'm I'm part of the team. It's the kind of tipping point for him. You know, it's it's our job to escape. We all do it. That's what we're going to do. And we've told we've done before. But now he knows this is such a big deal. Now he knows how many people might get out. And now he's had the emotion and of I was dying. Yeah, yeah, right. He's like, you know what? I'm going out. We're doing it. He's yeah. told him. He goes out. He gets them information. He's That's captured good. again. That was a turning point for him. And, and once again, he uh, he returns and goes into the cooler. Um, and then again, you find out that Danny has a real claustrophobia problem. He gets caught in another. Yeah, he's the tunneler. The, the tunnel king. He's the tunnel king. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, mate. You dig tunnels. How have you got claustrophobia? Yeah, and he's, he's got claustrophobia, so it's wow. not a good look for the poor bloke. Wow. Um, Talk about being out of your comfort zone. And, and you know, it's not it's not a great thing. But this is the first time also that um, Colin, the forger, looks yeah. at a document all blurry. He's watched close up and he just yeah. says to himself, his I can't see a bloody to, thing. Yeah. So he's realised he's So he's again, another great device in the movie where adding another obstacle. You yeah. know, their goal is here. It's constant obstacles. You know, like, you know, them getting caught yeah, and yeah, them yeah. finding Tom and all this. Now, apparently in, in real, in the real world, broadly speaking, it wasn't just one person that was doing the forging, but some of the some of the forgers had to come off doing that because yeah. it was just such intense. No, I work. Well, you know, I you were, hurt. Oh, really? You were, you were oh, is that why spending, his, eye, his vision suffered? Well, he, he apparently also had a, a previous problem. But uh, in, in that case, there were lots of people on that crew yes. that couldn't continue because it was just such intense work. Yeah, right. Because they were dealing so with straining their magnification eyes straining wow, and trying to do it all. Yeah, they wow. had to do it all so perfectly, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, this is we're starting to get a feeling now that we're close, right? There's... There's yeah. a lot more going on now, not just yep. tunneling, but now they're yep. doing these practicing German. So there's all these people lined up at a door and one of the guys is there and they're, they're handing over paperwork and they're yeah. practicing German. And obviously this is a really important thing because you want to make sure that they can get by out in the real world. Wie heißen Sie? Eric Stössel, aus München. Warum sind Sie hier? Ich habe Urlaub bekommen. Ich stehe nach München und besuche meine kranke Mutter. Your German is very good. Oh, thanks, Mac. I've put in a lot of... <laughs> Oh, now watch it, Haynes. It's the easiest Come way in the on, world mate. to trip up a suspect. Don't fall for that old gag. Sorry, Mac. Okay, but remember, German always. And that's oh, Mac. I love that because I love how, look, they show you something at this stage of yes, the movie. Yes, foreshadowing. And something's going to happen. Yes, because you know? it's important to note that it's Mac yeah. behind the desk yes. that calls him that out on smart. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, <laughs> what did you think in this next moment where you go to Henley and Colin's room yep. and Colin, we just found out he thinks he's blind, Yeah. and Colin's doing something with a pin. What did you think was going on here? Oh, I was trying to work it out. Yes. Like the pin. The pin. So he, he grabs a little pin and he, yeah, yeah. he puts it on, a, on, a, on the floor and he marches back a certain number of steps so he yeah. knows exactly where it I is. I think he's trying to, like, trying to measure, get a sense of measurement. So it turns out that what he's doing is Henley comes in and realizes he's blind. And what he's trying to do is cover for that. Um, and so he, he admits that he's, uh, and then, then you've got Danny tries to make a break for it. Mm-hmm. So there's all kind of going on now. We're getting real close to the end. Mm. Colin's gone blind. 
Danny's had a gutful because he's claustrophobic and yeah. he just wants to leave. So it's it's pretty darn full on. Yeah, but the then, pressure's building, eh? But then Colin comes in. Um, sorry, Roger comes in, the, the big X, and um, finds out because he's heard that Colin's lost his eyesight. Mm. And this is where he says to him, well, I'm, I'm fine. I can see there's a pin over there. I'll go and pick it up. So he uses uh, a pre-planted pin at a predetermined number of steps right. to prove that his steps yes. his now, At the time, I'm fine. thinking, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately for, um, for Colin, Roger is the boss and, and Roger has the final say. I hate these last-minute letdowns, but I've only just been told. It's too risky for you. Don't you think that's Colin's decision? No, I don't. Come on, Roger. We all know the score here. Or at least most of us do. Your idea of this escape is to start another front, to foul up the Germans behind the lines. All right, that's fine, that's fine. But once we get past that barbed wire, once we have them looking all over Germany for us, that mission is accomplished. Afterwards, we have some ideas of our own. You mean getting home? Back to your family and children? That's right. Good God, man. Do you really believe I haven't thought about that too? I'm sure you have. And I think that's important because it's the first time we kind of think about them in the outside world, in the real yeah. world. Yeah, they've got families. They've got families. They're real people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Humanizing it that, a bit. That's their motivation <clears throat> to get out. They're not yeah. going to. Well, it feels like some people's motivation is just to get out and to cause yeah. havoc in the world. But people want to go home. Others yeah. want to go home. So it's this. that's where you've got a bit of a splinter in the, in the group. And, and, and you know, with that, 250 people, there's going to be some that want to fight the war and some that want to go back home. So at the time, this was, you said this was 1944? Yep. So how does it work once the war's over? Do they just open the gate and let them out? Or what, is, what happens? If they had just waited another year, there'd be... I have be, no idea how prisoner of war camps work. Would, I assume so. You assume the war's over. You say, yes. right, oh, you can go home. I think that's part of the... Yeah, part right. of the, the but they, of they the had war. no knowledge of that, that they could... The wars... And you also... To them, the war could have gone another 10 years. Who so knows, right? Yeah. Like right now. Yeah. How long's the Ukraine war going to go yeah, for? Exactly. Yeah, we, we, don't, don't we don't know. And that's the yeah, true, that's the exact true. problem with the whole point. Yeah. I but love the, though how this is the great bit yeah. though because this this you remember these two didn't know each other before they came yeah, to this. Yeah, they've sort of created a bond now. Yeah, got and a now bond. they've created this bond. And Henley, a blind man is an unnecessary hazard not only to himself but to the whole plan and must therefore be eliminated from the operation. Colin's not a blind man as long as he's with me. Uh, and he's going with me. Do that little bit of joy in the music. Yeah, that was good. A little uplifting, yeah. you know. So I love that. I love that bit of it where I like it, that. the he music kind of comes goes, in. He goes, he's coming with me. Yeah, yeah. he's with I me. Love it's that. just a great line. He's not blind if he's yeah, with he's me. He's with me, absolutely. Now, yeah. The fact is that never happened. We see. There yeah. was never someone that completely oh, really? lost their eyesight. There was okay. never... So, so there was just a bit a, of license. It's a nice bit of license used of to, to yeah. draw the story along. Yeah. But this now, like this is now intense, right? We've gone from yeah. like fifty to hundred in no time. Yeah. It's now before it's we go seemed time. like all is lost, but now there's a yeah. chance here. We've had obviously a huge passage of time now because yep. they've dug that other tunnel. Yep. They're now in their escape outfits. But Danny is now um Danny and Danny and Hiltz are at the head of the tunnel. Yes. They're waiting for their exact moment. Roger's leading the way, but Danny freaks out. Yeah, and he's like, I'm out of here, he man. Has like I, a panic attack. Yeah, he has yeah. a panic. He's, he's literally coming to the exit. Yeah, he's the he bloke that dug right the tunnel, here. and he wants to go backwards. And you can imagine, by the way, this is a tunnel the size of at best a human body, yeah. and he's got to go backwards through it. So, so it's, no one can come forward through it if he's going exactly. Through it, yeah. So it causes a bit of drama. And if you think about it, in reality, that would have delayed yeah. many people getting down to the other end of the tunnel. Yep. Um. So he goes backwards, and Hiltz is now the guy at the, at the front. He's got this little yes. shovel. 
and he starts digging upwards. And I love love so it when he's got he, a come, so seeing where they come out. That's right. Yeah, he's yeah. he's digging up. I love when he grabs yeah. grass and it's like, yeah. oh, this is like you've got this this joy because they've they've got grass. That's the outside. They're, yeah, they've you know, the tunnel's the surface, great. Yeah. But unfortunately, um, there's a really important problem that Hiltz has to share. Right. Hold on to yourself, Bartlett. You're 20 feet short. What do you mean, 20 feet short? You're 20 feet short of the woods. The hole is right here in the open. The guard is between us and the lights. How could that happen? The took us How many differences does it make? It's happened. That's a pretty big problem. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, yeah. and the critical thing here is you've got the Mac there going, well, you know, what, what are we going to do? And we think about, you know, go, we'll, we'll delay it. We'll do another day. But they no, can't. Can't. Mac, I'm trying to think. We could postpone until we dig to the trees. All the documents are dated today. It's now or never. Oh, That's critical, right? Were dated. They've yeah. just spent all this time forging 250-odd oh. identity and travel passes and well, all this stuff that are dated. It's go time. There's no, you can't, no delay. You can't so it's do it. legit go time. So yeah, Roger wow. calls for 30 feet of rope. Um, yeah. to, Hilts and him agree this is how they're going to create a signal. Now, yeah. This is an interesting one. So they tug on the rope eventually. Yeah, that's right. The idea is that Hiltz is going to go out and he's going to use it as a signal. But yeah. this is a really interesting one. If you're super nerdy about it and you watch it and you kind of listen to the, the yardages and all that kind of stuff, yeah. if they're 20 feet short, yeah. but remember I, the pick, tunnels are 30 I, feet deep. I picked that up too, yeah. So you would have actually needed at least 50 feet of rope I, I picked it up also. to do that, that. That was going to be my plot holes. So <laughs> it's a bit of a challenge, but you know, yeah. so be it. Yeah. But now they escape one at a time and they're out there trying to convince Danny um, to, to come in. Yeah. They, they want him back in that. He do dug you, the frigging tunnel. Do you eventually get out? Um, do you actually see yes, him Yeah, he's out? one of them in the he robot. Out. He's robot. Of course yes. he is. Yes, he is. Um, he's one of the ones that actually, you know, escape. So yeah. they, they got to convince him to go back out. But at, the, at this point, it's just right. Next man after next man, they're just getting in the tunnel. But air raid sirens. Oh. The lights go out. There's an air raid. So this is actually great news. Because an uh, air raid is, you know, Allied forces coming to bomb Germany. Yeah. So they shut all the lights out in the camp so that the oh, Allied can't forces be seen. Yes. can't be seen. Yes. And they go, hang on a minute, this is huge. Let's go, go, so go. So now yeah. it's not it's not a little bit of, oh, let's do something. But it's like, let's get cracking. And We're so they, yep. they they really start pushing and and, um, and start coming out. And they're coming out of the tunnel. Um, but a German officer, they're coming out in big numbers. Yeah, yeah. German officer hears a noise and there's a guy in the field, like he's literally standing right there lying on the ground. Yeah. The German officer is standing right next to him, but he gets impatient and he alerts the guard and that's when you know it's over. It's yeah. all over. So at that point, there were people probably ready to escape. There would have been people in the tunnel. There would have yeah. been someone right there waiting right for the tug the of the rope. Uh, you know? Uh, Could you imagine being yeah, the person there, the next one out? Because, you know, there was going to be 250 of them. So, so let me ask you, though. So at this, they knew the risks. If they're caught escaping, like, you know how Hiltz went out to do the recce and he got caught, yeah. right? Yeah. So did he give himself up? Or like like my my thinking, and we see later, that you, you're trying to escape. They've got every right no. to shoot you. Like, no, because that's, you? that's not the way it works in war. You know, in war, you don't shoot people who are surrendering. They would have surrendered, uh, you right. know. They would have either but surrendered if, or say, been caught. Yeah. And sent back to camp. But say Hiltz... That's was, why they're prisoners of war. Okay. But but say someone was just trying to escape and bolting into the woods, would the officers have a right to shoot him then? If they saw him from the towers escaping, yeah. they might they have shot... shot yes. Remember, they shot Ives on the... Exactly, back, so right? Yeah, but right. if they find you in the middle of town and they're able to, they'll just grab you and, ah, and they'll okay, bring you. That's okay. how they all got... But I mean, in the if you, they catch you in the act of escaping, so running from the hole to the tree line... Absolutely. They could have, they've got every right to shoot you dead. Absolutely. So it's right. a high-risk exercise yeah, yeah, at the very course, best of times, of course, right? Yeah. And so at this point now, you've got this big line-up outside the huts. Yeah. It's kind of... Again, it's, you know, it's your traditional morning count. 
you know, yeah. how many people are here. Yes. And that's what the Germans are doing. They're counting how many people, and they're talking amongst themselves in German about how many people are missing. 76, jawohl. How many did he say? 76. 76. Whoa. 76. 76 got out. That's a big that's, number. That's like, given that they used to deal like, in, what, what were they planning? I guess, threes and fours, yeah. but they, they planned for 250. They got 76 out. Well, the stars hit the moon. Yeah. Given that they fell short, given Still that a lot of they people. were discovered, you know, yeah. they were probably lucky for the air raid. And I like uh, the movie to me, seems to have, I like, it's like two separate parts to it now. Yes. Like, I'll, I'll, you know, obviously, the first bit was them in the prison. Now, this bit this where... Is, this is post-escape. It's like the second half of the movie. That's true. Yeah. At this point, there's still 45 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. But that yeah. means we've been two hours in the escape, yes. essentially. Yes. Which is a pretty... Took a lot to set up. It, it did. Yeah. It yeah. did. But the setup was 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 creating the, the emotion for the yeah, characters and stuff. Yep. So you've got um, a bunch of people at the train station looking at, you know, yeah. catching a train. Um Henley has now got Colin, because remember, Colin's yes. only blind if he's not yes. with Henley. So yep. they're there waiting for the train. Um, the Germans board the train just as it's departing. Yeah, and there's already a couple of guys there's like he's in. A bunch um, of people already on there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, you know, they're in their, they're in their civvies or their this, German uniforms this was or whatever. a lot of tension in this part here where the Germans are going through, and, and they came to the two the two guys on the train. Yeah, right? Ro- Roger and And, they, and, and they look at their documents, and I'm thinking, oh, here we go. But the forgery, but the was, forgery was brilliant. And they go, yeah. okay, there you go. And they're thinking, And I think okay. this sounds ridiculous, but you've got to remember back in the day, documents weren't the style of they are today. Yeah, of course. Trying to forge a passport today is pretty hard. But yeah, exactly. I right, remember yeah. forging a, a student a Hello, concession what? card for, hey? the, for the trains back in the Ooh. late 90s at the workshop. Because right? it was just a bit of cardboard with typed. All you've got uh, to do is find the right typewriter and you, you oh, can do it easy, there right? There you go, mate. There you go. This is, this is what they were dealing with, was basic yeah. documentation. And the forgery was that good. It, it, as long as you up. had an original to go off, yeah, you could do what needed to right. be done and that's absolutely what they did. Right. That, that's what they did through. Because you remember when Hiltz went out and came back in, not only did he find information, he got yeah. some stuff and gave it to them before he went to the cooler. So yes. there's a lot there and it just proves how good the forgeries were. So Excellent. Um, you've got Henley and Colin now realise they've got to get off this train. Yeah, so they're I like they're, this where they they do the. They do he the said, what he said to him, he goes, "Look, oh, just just tell me when to jump or something." Just tell me when to see, jump. Yep. Oh my, yeah. Do you tell me when? You got the big yeah. Aussie on a bicycle. Yeah. Um, and you got Hilt <laughs> setting up a trip wire on a road, so it's a constant <laughs> yeah. flash between all these different people yeah. now because they're all they're either they're on the train. Now, they're scattered. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. He uh, Hilt brings down a, a motorcycle officer, like, yeah. and he dies. Like it, it wasn't that bad an accident. Like, do you know what I mean? It looks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he takes his it's uniform. It's like when people, people get knocked out of news where they just go tap him on the shoulder and oof, yeah, and out. they're out. Yeah, takes his uniform. He's got his bike, so now he's you know he's got a bit of uh, yes. got a bit of license to get out there and, and and do his thing. Back on the train, we we've got Henley, who's now noticed the goons coming, and that's where they decide they're going to jump. And as you say, it's just like let's just get out of here. They jump. Yeah. And so this is then you've got you got a bloke on a bicycle in town. You have got Danny and another bloke on the rowboat. Yep. Got Hilts on the motorbike. Um, there's Switzerland. But there's guns there. There's just so much going on. But Hiltz goes through a town filled with Germans, and that's where yeah. the gig's this up This is for the him. iconic motorcycle section. Well, and I've got to say, before I watched the movie completely, this is the bit. my only idea of this movie was Steve McQueen on a motorbike yeah. and, and what's, jumping the fence and doing And what's all this. really interesting is I looked at this. I, my first note was the chase begins. Yeah. But actually, it begins and then stops and then begins because yeah, yeah. you go away again. You start the big chase, yes. which is known as one of the great, great chase scenes in movie history. Awesome. But this is just an early part of it. He's crossing over beautiful farmland. Yeah, it looked beautiful. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Very nice. But you've got the the Aussie boarding a freight train. 
Yep. Um, you've got Hiltz evading those Germans. German officers are waiting for the original train to arrive. Uh-huh. One of them spots Bartlett. And I think yeah. that's because this guy is iconic. Miss Big X yeah. is iconic. He's the he's leader known, of this. He's a known. Remember, quantity. he was brought to the camp, not just in a truck. He was brought by the bloody, um, the, the big Germans, the, the SS officers, and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's got a mark on his back. He probably should never have escaped in reality because he was yeah. quite identifiable. But okay. that's yeah, for another right. day, that's I guess. True. That's true. Um, but then there is the um, uh, the distraction. Um, the bloke tries to do the bolt. That's right. Is it when the two guys were at the gate and he, about to show and then one bloke One of them the realises if I create a distraction here, it'll all be good. But yeah. it's not. And this is when you start to realise, well, actually, they're all being caught. One yeah. by one, these yeah. guys are getting caught, yeah. and there's an interrogation going on of one of them, which is Cavendish. Where are you going, Cavendish? I, uh, I hadn't quite decided. What information were you to collect on the way? None. What sabotage directions did you receive? <laughs> what have you done with your papers? Papers? Forged papers and identity cards. Don't be so stupid. What did you do with them? All I did was to escape from a prison camp. You do the same if you've been locked up for three years. I wanted to get home. I don't think you'll ever see your wife and children again. <laughs> You've obviously got the wrong man. I'm not even married. You're wearing civilian clothes. You're a spy. Spies are being shot. This is my uniform. I had to recut it when I lost weight. <laughs> I dyed it with some boot polish to cover some oil smears I picked up when I was shot down. See, that bit actually answers Smart. a bit of your yeah, question yeah. where he says spies are being shot. Yeah. So, right. you know, if you're just out there and you've escaped, they'll bring you in. But if you're a spy. Okay. And that's what so there's a distinction. They're creating a story here that these guys forge papers, yeah, that right. they're, they're trying to act like civilians. So they must be spies. So mm-hmm. he's taken into a cell. There's a bunch of them there. We see Henley and Colin out at an airfield. They're yes. going Top Gun Maverick style. Steal a plane. Stealing a plane. And they do. Um, so who can fly? Henley can he's a pilot. Well, he's they're all they're all in they're the all, all, in they're military. All in the, these yeah. are all airmen because yeah, they're in right. a Luft, uh, Luft. Lufthansa um, prison. But obviously, Colin's blind. Luftwaffe. 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 Yeah, Lufthansa. The Lufthansa, airline. Yeah. Um, Colin's obviously blind, so he's just a passenger in this yeah. whole thing. Um, they take down a guard, and um, they pretty, pretty easily too. By the way, it, the guard. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. If he's a guard, if he's your best he didn't guard, do a very good yeah, job, yeah. yeah, I'd sack him. Yeah. They get to a plane that he thinks he can fly, but the Germans spot yep. him. But it doesn't matter. They um, they take off and they're on their off way. Off they go. This was I thought. Hello, they're out. They've done it. Yeah, well done. They've done it. See you later, boys. Oh, but I thought that about all of them. Yeah, well, that's the whole point. I thought that about all of them. How could this thing going to yeah. escape? Yeah, and, and it's because you see so many of them. Dodge a bullet of, yeah. a, of a paper check oh, they have or a chase whatever it is. Village and all that. Yeah, so yeah, then we come yeah. back to Hiltz. Yep. And this again, like I, I thought the, the the last scene was pretty iconic, but yeah. this is really the this is the, one. the chase moment. He comes over from a German roadblock. Um, a lot more chasing begins over kind of undulating fields. Um, but then the plane has bloody trouble. So you never really, you could have a thirty minute uh, chase scene here mm. with Hiltz, but actually you still got to flick between them all because there's so many characters and they're having varying degrees of success. That's right. So like the guys it's in the basically robot, uh, uh, right. a diminishing, you know, returns on all of yeah. them. Yeah. Because uh, Henley's plane has trouble. They have to ditch it. They both yeah. survive the crash and run for it. But the Germans are right there They because they obviously were following him. Yeah. A sniper shoots Colin as he turns yeah. to call out to Henley. Damn it. And then Henley goes over to essentially, you know, console himself uh, along with Colin. Colin? I'm sorry I fouled things up. That's all right. Thank you for getting me out. Which is interesting, right? Because he's he's blind. Yeah. Um, 
he's he's appreciative of getting out. Well, I think he would he have preferred he, yeah, to die in prison. Or? Exactly, that's what I was just thinking. He, if you know, what better better to die on your feet than live on your knees? You know, the power yeah. and the passion. You know, midnight also. No, but I'll take it. Yeah, that's um, a famous line of that. But that that sort of reminded me of that. Like he, I died, but I died trying to do something. Yeah, I didn't yeah. die in a prison. It's hard. Yeah. Okay, it's hard because yeah. you've you've been on this roller coaster with him, you know. Absolutely, you know. I, I liked him here, and hey, it's his hard work that got the the people who That's were right. successful that got that yeah. got out in the first place. So we go back to the Steve McQueen chase, and this is where this is probably the real iconic bit because yeah, this is he, bit. he's riding alongside the barbed wire fence. He does a turn, he comes back because he's kind of scoping it out. And then yeah. it's a double fence, right? There's, there's a small yes. barbed wire fence and the big one. Yep. He jumps the first one. He's in this kind of no man's land. And he gets some, gets some air too. Gets some air, yeah. 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 And, then he, and then he slides it in and, and he's, he's, he's trapped in the barbed yeah. wire. Now, there were a couple of stuntmen used for the bike scenes, but yep. Steve McQueen also did some jumps, but not formally for the shoot. But it's still to this day unknown whether who was physically in that ah, shot. Right. It could well have been... Steve McQueen in my that jump. My understanding, his involvement in the movie, like they were obviously desperate to get him, and he, he, he had the a bike. few. He had a few stipulations. Yeah, he said, "Look, as long as there's a motorbike involved, as long as I'm driving a motorbike, yeah, because he, he was wasn't he a race car driver too? Didn't he do racing? He was always yeah. in, into the big like racing yeah. and he's speed. a rev head. That's what yeah, he wanted. Yeah. It was awesome. That was fantastic. So um, then you go to the back. To, you go to this cafe in a small town. The big Aussies there. Yeah, this bit was this was his big suitcase. This, was, this reminded me of the Godfather scene. Oh yeah, you know when when they you remember the bit in the Godfather where yep. Sonny goes through the toll, the bloke gives him his toll and then ducks down ducks under down. the counter. Yep. Yeah. And so the Same cafe owner takes a phone call, brings the Aussie to the phone, gets him out of the way, and a drive-by shooting takes place. Yeah. So this is this kind of resistance going on. Yeah. And this again, Hogan's Hero style. This is this whole. There's all connections in every town. There's the people that are this is French resistance, allied, allied. Yes. You know, French resistance. They're yes. allied. You know, um, that's who they were. They were forces. Frenchmen, weren't they? French. Yeah. That and so bit. that's that's pretty and cool. And I'm thinking, yeah, the Aussie yes. gets away with it. Come on, Aussie legend. <laughs> um, and then we get to Roger and Max. So Roger, oh, Roger and Mac have gotten no, away. This is the bit that I'm thinking because no. of the earlier little dude doing that. Um, the test, the the, the 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 distraction. Roger and Mac got away. Yes. So they're now they're now. This so is they're that, about to get on a bus. This is so close and to that, freedom. And is this where the guard asks to look at their papers? Exactly. Talking to them in German. That's exactly what happens because they've got to board a bus and they're obviously checking everyone's papers. Ah, France. Simple. Exactly so, the so thing. He, Good luck. He says, oh, you, I thought he, he was going to say, oh, you speak French well or something. He goes, oh, thank you. No. But he just said, Good he luck. Just says, Good and he luck. responded. But he his responds, response thank in you. English, was that enough of a giveaway? Yeah. You reckon? Yeah, because if, if he was French, he might not have even known what good luck was, let alone. Uh, do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, right. And so, so being he multi- gets taken down. Roger scampers away. He's on yeah. the rooftops running around. Yes, yes. Um, um, but. And he gets by pretty well because he's got strong German language skills. So he yeah, gets by right. a fair bit. It's a it's a solid period of five minutes that Roger's out on the chase. Yep. But then he gets captured, yeah. um, because he's absolutely personally identified. So, um, the that's the problem for Roger is again he was so personally identified. Yeah. Now he's, he's worried too. The thing here is they're all like in in this in the cell together. They're all now together again. Yeah. And this bit for me is kind of the hardest bit to watch, knowing what happens after this because. Yeah. Roger essentially says to them that he's a bit worried. 
What's troubling you, Roger? I'm just a little surprised. I expected either a long stay or a very short trip. Yes. I have to admit, I, I'm a little worried, though. I hope to God I haven't blotted 70-odd ledgers. Oh, no, no. We're all over 21, footloose and fancy-free. <laughs> We'd never have got as far as we did without you, Roger. For what it's worth, I, I think you did a damn good job. <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> That's because you can imagine Roger. He had this feeling in his bones, yeah. essentially, that um, that it wasn't what it was meant to be. He's thinking, why are we being yeah. driven so far? What's so happening? Here? It was at this point I'm thinking, will yeah, what were you thinking at this still, point? Like, I'm thinking, okay, they've gotten this far. Yes, they've been caught. three truckloads of them at yeah, this point. So what, what's going to happen? My, my fear was, what's going to happen? Are they just going to just take them back to jail? It's kind of the assumption it's he's like going to take them back nowhere, to prison, yeah. right? Yeah, because yeah. they've already been escaped from other places. Yeah. And been brought to prisons, brought to Starlux. So the the assumption from all of these guys is they're being driven to their yeah. next destination. Yep. And that's that's why you know there's no real hesitation around anything. The three trucks are in a row, but then they split off down different streets. Mm. They pull up in a field, and the backs open, and they're told to stretch their legs because it's going to be a long drive. What's this loss? What's in for you? All right, you can get out now. Stretch your legs for five minutes. It'll take hours before you reach the camp. I've got to say, I was worried at this point. Yeah. I knew something was going to happen here. Doesn't feel right, does it? Yeah. Especially with suspicious. that music. I was suspicious, yeah. Music really does tell does a story, doesn't it? a big it? part, massive part. You know, Meg, all this, the organisation, tunnelling, Tom and Harry, chemistry in the back. Even though we... I've never been happier. You know, Max. That's full on. I was thinking, what what are they doing? Yeah. So they're gunned down in just pure cold blood. And there was a lot of them too, eh? Yeah. The German camp leader tells the Allied leader that 11 men returned to camp. Out of 76? 50 were shot while escaping. Okay. So what does that leave? 10 people who made yeah, it Yeah. At that point, 11 had returned, 50 were shot while escaping, and the names are read out. Now, this is a really important fact versus fiction part of the movie because that never happened. But they, what, were they weren't gunned down? Not like that. They right. were executed like one at a time on the side of a road. Or, oh, right. They were never taken in a big group and, and shot mass, like that. Mass execution. Yeah, so right. essentially, they were. But they were killed. They were found and killed, but not all together. Yeah, oh. that's that's really the biggest. That doesn't difference, make it any better. <laughs> doesn't make it any better, but oh, it's, it. It, it's just it's kind of it's a big difference See, because that was a big that was big emotional part of the movie because you'd built up this this love of these characters and you were yeah. you were cheering for them you were yeah. hoping they'd make it. And seeing that, it's a really emotional part of the film there where they yeah. all they all get killed. So Danny and Willie are out on a rowboat. They make it in a harbour and they yep. board a, they a freighter. They seem to be going all right, yeah. So, so, so they're, 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 they're kind of on their way and the Aussie gets um, kind of guided out by resistance soldiers yep. to Spain. So they're your three that make it. Yep. They're the three that make it. Um, and then there's uh, Colin that died. So mm. that's four. Yeah. And the 72 others are the first 50... Yeah, the next eleven, and there's another eleven men that come back, right. and, and as they return, they're told the bad news. They're told that they were murdered by the Gestapo, oh, and uh, 
this is where the German officer arrives and essentially relieves the commandant of his duties. Because you got to remember, this bloke was told this was unescapable and no one yeah. was to escape. So obviously he's going to be returned, uh, relieved of his duties. But Hiltz returns in cuffs yeah. and he passes by this um, this former commandant. He is not to be saluted. He's no longer in command. Job just didn't work out, huh? You were lucky, Holtz. Lucky? Mm -hmm. Maybe because I didn't. How many? Fifty. It looks after all as if you will see Berlin before I do. What about that? Imagine because like, Hiltz is like, "What do you mean, lucky?" And then mm. he realizes it comes over him, mm. and he in, instantly says to him, "How many?" And and see, so this is that weird rapport that he's now this yeah, commandant yeah. has got with these guys. Yeah, I just find that like a really, really quite a, a difficult thing it's to bizarre, watch, you know. Mm. And then obviously, Hiltz is escorted to the cooler, baseball glove, give him his glove and, his and mitt in hand, and. This, uh, I play this audio purely because I still believe it's kind of the most iconic thing in the movie. The music, the footsteps, yeah. cooler, yeah. and the sound of the baseball glove, the baseball against the wall. It kind of defines the movie to me, yeah. this whole bit. Baseball. Yep. Yeah, and then wow. the, 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 the title that comes up, it gets me every time. It gets me just yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. This picture is dedicated to the 50. 50. No matter what died. you think about, you know, poetic license, creative license that used throughout it, mm. the fact that they put that up there, I think, just has, Absolutely, you know, real man. heart and yeah. meaning. It's, and you've got to um, remember, this is in 1963. Yeah. So it's not that long after it. No. Because you think that's a good point. We're, it's watching, only, we're watching it in 2022. Yeah. This, so, 63, it's it was only years. 19 years after it. It's a very it, good point. That's so like something us making a movie about 9 11. That's true. You know, like, uh, that's, that's a so, very that's good point. Pretty, uh, and then your favorite yeah. part of the movie. Yeah, the credits, credits with the with, with, their with the actor yeah, and their name yeah, yeah. Love on, it. on the Love page, it. Uh, mate. If that wasn't, if there was one movie where yeah. you had to do it, it was this movie. Yeah, with all those big names, that was big. So there's wow. there. I, to be honest, there's there's a lot of lines in this movie, and we probably played a few of them. But there's a couple that stood out to me um, that I think are, are worth replaying that I quite enjoyed. Are all American officers so ill-mannered? About ninety-nine percent. <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah, about ninety nine percent. Yeah, we're all smart asses. And then there's the uh, the conversation about you know just exactly what's going on at this camp with uh, with Big X. They cleaned out all the other camps and dumped us in this one. As one Luger put it, all the rotten eggs in one basket. <laughs> there's madness in their method. There's madness in their method. So we it's talked normal, about that at the time. The, it's like, it's normal the opposite method to the isn't, madness. Isn't this the dumbest thing you do? Put the best yeah. escapees in the one place. Well, true, that's exactly that. what uh, what Bartlett thought. And um, just for the Aussie, as he tried to escape, you'll remember he came to the to the little uh, drain with his big suitcase, and they're like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. that was him leaving. But the line here at the very end of this this grab, I love. What the hell have you got in here, a piano? Oh, that's very funny, mate. Sedgwick, you won't get this thing through. Oh, cope. Was that Sedgwick with his steamer trunk? Who else? I wish he was home with his kangaroos. <laughs> Because he was home great, with his kangaroos. Great line, great it's a great line. line. So, mate, um, I, I did enjoy, I'll be honest, looking up, you know, 
the kind yeah. of thoughts on other people as you've yep. kind of mentioned to me with other other movies. But little things that actually yeah. kind of do I'll play. I've got a couple myself. Yeah. Hiltz's baseball glove, this is one for me, yep. is like an early 60s model, so it's far too modern to be a wartime. Ah, okay. And, you know, you know more about that. And his his Rolex Submariner is also from the from uh, <laughs> not from the forties. Um, okay. The motorcycle uses is a nineteen sixties Triumph. Okay. So little little things like that, and you think twenty years is it like nineteen years? You could have, probably could have sourced something, but yeah. Anyway, um, and this there was that there was that point I, I briefly mentioned, but they've all presumably been shot down, parachuted out of their planes, and yet they've all got their officers' caps on. None of their clothes are you know soiled or yeah. stained. Um, apart from I think Attenborough's collar, um, and he had I think Attenborough too had like a scar on one down one of that, his that's, eyes, which is actually uh, true. I think I might have that yeah, somewhere, yeah. but it was actually on the other eye for uh, Big X. Yeah, Big X's character, the, oh, the, the person right? was based on did have a scar, oh, okay. but on the left there you eye. Go. There you go. Um, and and James Garner's pristine white turtleneck. You know, all these kind of strange yeah. things for um, someone that was shot down. Exactly. Yeah, looking good. You only ever see other than Ives Hilt sent to the cooler. So many other people were escaped in that ah, first few okay. hours. But yeah. none of them are sent to the cooler. Uh, okay, fair enough. Why does that happen? I don't know. But I've got a couple of things. Yeah, um, so this took place, it, it's meant to show the span of time. Yeah. There'd appear there were no seasons. Yeah. You know, there's no snow. Yeah. No other and as I mentioned, the, the true escape occurred in thick snow. So yeah. There was snow oh, there covered so that, that's nothing. Um, when they found Tom, the tunnel, why didn't they look in the other buildings? Why? Why didn't they think? Well, hang on. If there's a tunnel here, there could be a tunnel there. Or did no, they it was just, just assume really well hidden? One? Well, yeah. that's probably the case. I, I go with the theory that why would you dig three tunnels? Yeah, why right. would you look for another so tunnel? They assumed that this was their one and only. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So they were a step ahead of them there. Then the the other thing about them being airmen is they all had suitcases, like the Aussie guy. Where, yeah. They would never pack a day bag when they're going <laughs> off to, you know, fight in a yeah. in a jet. And I, I also rent, noticed the rope short coming up short. Yes. And the, and also, too, with uh, Sedgwick, he, for, if you look at the map, he actually traveled a very long way. Yeah. He went from Germany all the way to Spain. That's a, yeah. that's a long trek. It's a very long trek. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, Interesting. Interesting. That's, the, that's the resistance playing a role in his departure, yeah, yeah. right? No, and again, the other, the other big takeaway I had as well was I assumed from seeing the footage, the famous motorcycle jump, that that was his escape. That he escaped. Yeah. But you don't. What you and see is thinking, the jump. You don't see the second well, one. Well, I was thinking all the way through. I said, "When's this big jump going to come where he escapes them all?" Yeah. And it never came. Yeah. And that was the that was a big shock to me. That yeah. he actually did not escape. He didn't escape. He escaped, thinking, but he. They don't want to see him back in the handcuffs. I was thinking, hang on a minute, what's going on here? Is, this, is there more to the movie? Or yeah. Um, I think it's interesting in terms of like things you don't realize or things you don't know is that the film doesn't ever. Really, other than the the German officer who gets pickpocketed, yeah. it doesn't really mention in any way that Germans actually willingly helped the the escape. So the real escape. What the film suggests that the forgers were able to you know make exact copies, but in fact the forgers received a great deal of assistance from the Germans who lived hundreds of miles away on the other side of the country. Several German guards who were openly anti-Nazi willingly gave the prisoners terms, items, really? and assistance to aid their escape. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that and that. I don't think that could have been in the movie though. No, because it, it would have taken it would, away it would from have it all. taken reduced the stakes. The yeah. stakes weren't as high. You then. don't need to know that. I think the the thing I take out of that though is the commandant yeah. was was clearly a little bit anti Nazi. Like he wasn't anti Nazi, but he just wasn't all on board. You know, he what had I mean? his own agenda. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ramsey tells von Luger that it's the sworn duty of every officer to attempt to escape. 
In reality, there's no requirement in the King's regulations oh, right. or any form so of So they could have just convention. sat there and just They could have just sat there the and twiddled finished. their thumbs. Yep. But again, remember what I mentioned, it was 1944, which like a year later, the war's over. Yeah. But they didn't know that. They didn't know They that. thought it could have been longer. Um, XPOWs asked filmmakers to, filmmakers to exclude details about the help they received from their home countries, such as maps, papers, and tools hidden uh, in gift packages, um, uh, so it doesn't jeopardise future POWs es- escapes, and the filmmakers complied. Okay, so they would have so received So basically, they would have received packages. letters, and that would have had in it Oh, things. by the way, here's, here's how to get out of the town you're in. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. not like them getting like, loaves of bread with files inside, yeah. it's just like letters and information. Exactly. Yeah. Now, this one, for us as two blokes talking tech, two video games have been released on the Great Escape. Really? In 1986, The Great Escape was released for Condor 64, ZX Spectrum, and DOS platforms. Shares the title. The game follows an unnamed prisoner of war, has been (laughs) interned at a POW camp. And in 2003, The Great Escape was released for Microsoft Windows, Xbox, and PlayStation. The plotline follows that of the film, except there are also levels featuring some of the characters' first captures. So, all good Computer games. Mate, that's awesome. And uh, Do you get to play one of the characters? or uh, Maybe in the last one. Yeah. And you may know this name better than I, but the film's iconic music was composed by Elmer Bernstein. Elmer Bernstein. I saw his name in the credits. Who gave each major character their own musical motif based on the Great Escape theme. That's a really good, really good method. And John Williams does a similar thing, as I said, in Star Wars and other movies. I could not be more relieved to have watched (laughs) that movie and to have gotten through this with you. You did good, mate. But what what is your wrap-up and Uh, rating, Stephen? I I enjoyed it. I really rated it. I, I think... It could have been tightened up in sections. Could have yep. been maybe they. I don't think there were many montages. You know, when some movies have a montage, yeah. just showing the progression. I reckon you could have probably taken a, a little bit out of it, uh, just to. I reckon a good up. half hour could come. Yeah, out of it. could have could have come out of it. Uh, Love the characters and how they were very well drawn. Love the just the, the cast. The, the the caliber of the cast was incredible. So, man, I, I really liked it. I, I'm giving it an eight out of ten. I'm giving it a nine and a half. It's, it's still up there well, for me. Well, it's one of your best, yeah, isn't it? It has you to be up it. there. You love it. So, mate, I, 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 yeah, I genuinely really loved rewatching it because for some reason I love this movie. I, yeah. I really can't pinpoint you built, why. You built this, this love of yeah. it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That would have been no, that was good. horribly I, disappointing if you hadn't. I, the, mate, just, just the cast alone had me, yeah. had me at the cast. But yeah. no, it, and it, was, it taught me things too. I like a movie that not only gives me a story to follow, but also you learn things. I actually think yeah. that. Given you are such a, a bookworm and things like that, there's yeah. probably great books on the real estate oh, that, sure. that you would devour. I have, I have Googled them, actually. And, <laughs> and I'm sure we yeah. could both learn a lot more because I'm just not a reader, of, even of the right. internet. You know, I struggle just trying to True. bring all that stuff up. Well, yeah, thank wow. you very much, mate. I, I, thanks for indulging me. That's good. A no, movie well, that I've, I have seen and e- you had not. Even I have uh, not seen every movie and you happen to catch one that I haven't seen. So well done there, mate. Can we talk about next week? Yeah, let's. Next week. We are watching Fatal Attraction. Okay. Released in 1987, starring Michael Douglas and Glenn Close. Close, okay. Now, before it was called, here's your millionaire question. Right. Before it was called Fatal Attraction, the which of these was the alternative title? Yeah. A, Affairs of the Heart. B, Love and Revenge. C, Stalker. D, Diversion. Fairs of the Heart sounds right. That's correct. Oh, yes, wait! Correct. You got your buzzer wrong. I've never no, got it sorry, right before. Sorry, you got it right. But you, I would have also accepted Diversion. D, oh, really? D was also right. So Affairs of the Heart and Diversion were the two possible titles. titles before they came up with Fatal Attraction, Boom, which go. we will share with you 
next week. But Trevor, thank you for taking the reins. Thank you for and, indulging uh, me. Looking at the Great Escape, I'm sure I, I, I'm glad I I watched that because it was it's like you know that it's like having a collection and you're missing something in the collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a movie like that Phantom I'm thinking I've been wanting to see that. I own Phantom Number Two. Okay, Phantom Number One. Number One. <laughs> but the Great Escape. Very great movie. Very good movie. Glad I saw it. Thank you for that. See you next week. Thanks to Fetch and Hisense. We'll be talking Fatal Attraction.